I, uh, I've been challenged to continue the trend of great guests here on the Ref Sports Radio Network. So from Skip Johnson to Brent Venables to my man, Jameson Thomas, JT Gasso. What's up, JT? How are you, man? Let me get him on real quick. Play. Oh, no. Oh, no. He's not ready. Rough star. We got rough Oh, star. no. Oh, for one. Now, see, here's the key thing. Here's the key thing. This is what I've learned. Hitting is all about adjustments. So is sports radio. You adjust, you adapt, you advance. So we'll re-effort. Welcome into a very busy edition of the Plank Show. Now, if I ever came in here and said it wasn't busy, you would think I'm crazy. We are uh, all in on softball all across the state. I'll explain coming up in just a bit. Uh, I feel like we have another twist and turn with scheduling when it comes to the future of football in the SEC. And there's a lot in the NBA to get to. But right now, there he is. The I almost said the offensive coordinator because that's where my mind is. I guess maybe kind of like an OC. He's the hitting coach for the University of Oklahoma. Uh, heading into Super Regional play this weekend, JT Gasso joins us. What's up, JT? Thanks, sir. What's up, man? Good morning. Morning, man. How's this week been for you so far? Rainy? <laughs> yeah, a little wet. <laughs> um, it's all good. Yeah, it's uh, some good uh, prep for us. Hey, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but the cover story piece came out on Jocelyn and Oklahoma softball uh, for ESPN, the magazine. And I just watched, it's not a, it's not a 30 for 30 P it's an E60 piece. And it's, it's really well done. And I feel like you and I talk a lot about Jocelyn um, and understandably so, but she's, she's had an incredible start to the postseason too. I think she's been retired once. Um, what is it about her JT? Just, I mean, I know that's a general question and, we could talk for three hours on it, but what is it that's continued to drive her to keep her? I mean, she's accomplished everything. She's won a national title, home run queen, hitting almost 500. What continues to drive her? I just think that we've all bought into the to the process, and I mean, it's so cliche, and you're going to keep hearing us say it, but she's just bought into that, and knowing that we got to be good at what's in front of us and not look ahead or look behind, but it's just staying in um, what we have uh, in front of us right here, right now. Is it tough sometimes? Well, you say everyone's bought in, but is it tough sometimes when adversity hits to just say, okay, listen, this is what happens. We need to adjust. Like, I mean, a three to two game, which is, well, it's a win. Everyone's happy, but then in the same vein, it's like, they didn't score 10 runs. What's going on here? Um, but is it tough sometimes when adversity hits, or is it just part of that overall belief? Um, it's, you know, I don't know if that is, like, adversity, you know, it, because it's just, I, I don't know. It, if adversity is us not scoring, like, 10 runs, <laughs> then that's, we live a really good life. So... <laughs> <laughs> I uh, it, it was just part of it, and you know we made our adjustments, did our thing, and uh, and got ready for Sunday. But um, I, I don't think anyone really saw it as adversity because you know really at this point in the season you take your wins, and um, however they however they come, if it's three to two or it's a run, you know whatever the case is, you you'll take them. So um, I I felt the energy and everything in the dugout was was great and. And everyone was competing uh, to their best. And, you know, credit A&M, they, they came out with a good game plan and they were doing their thing really well. So, um, you know, we're uh, it's just one of those 
those things where everyone is is coming for you and you're you've got to be on your best and just being able to compete. I want to go back to Friday night and again I know it's it's well in the past but when you see a player like Taria Coleman take advantage of those opportunities and little things like even though Sophia Nugent hits a pop-up she never stops hustling and Hannah Core getting on base I know these are real little things and in the grand scheme of things for 2022 I don't want to say they're irrelevant but I mean for the main goal that was more about the future how cool was that for you to see with the work you've put in with these young hitters to see them take advantage of those opportunities they had in the postseason on Friday night well, yeah, and that's one thing that's been awesome about our freshmen is maybe they're not getting the playing time that uh, that other people across the country are. But I would stack them up against anyone. They have been getting so they've been getting so good, and they are um, right at the the peak. Obviously, you know, there's still a lot of things to learn and whatnot. But uh, man, like each and every one of them are doing some things that are really, really good. Um, and and I think when you come in and watch their BP and see how they're preparing for stuff. And then practices, you're like, holy smokes, like, these guys are good. So, um, so yeah, I'm, it, it was really cool to see that. And um, Sophia Nugent, anytime she's behind the plate, man, she is just sticking it. And she is um, really good back there. Hannah Core, I know, got defensive reps. And, and Q uh, has been doing some great things as well. So the big thing with them this year is just development. And, they they bought into that and they are well developed. They are really really good. So you know it is exciting and it's it's really kind of cool to see the fruits of your labor play out like that in front of everyone. So um, you know that that was that was cool. All right, this is a random question because I've been trying to figure it out. In her career, she's been hit by over ninety pitches. What is it that makes Janet Johns so good at wearing a pitch? I mean, it's. It's Kaylee Clifton times two almost. Yeah, um, you know Jana is a tall. She's a she's a tall player. So I know, like, just by her, she, she has. I don't want to call, say lanky, um, but you know, she she'll have some body parts that are just sticking out over the plate, and not by any, not like she's trying to do things like that. But sometimes um, we'll see people like that that get smoked, um, <laughs> and she just. She doesn't flinch, so uh, she is. Uh, she's really good at that. And hey, it's uh, she's on first base, so she she loves that aspect of it. Like if you're going to get hit, might as well be on first base. <laughs> yeah, I. And then when she gets in, I mean, she has the big hit on Saturday that kind of blows things open. I mean, it just my. I guess perception of Jana Johns when she had come in to Oklahoma was really good defensive cor- uh, defensive football. Or look, look at me, defensive third baseman, but might, might have some work to do at the plate. But JT, I, I mean, my gosh, the the work that she's put in and, and the guidance and advice you and coach have given her, she's developed into a difficult out in this lineup. Yeah, and she's you know she's another one that came in. She she was all bought in, and she had. She was well on her way to having a great career at South Carolina when she came in. It was like, hey, how can we get better? So uh, that she, another one that can put the ball out of the out of the yard and, and can find ways to be on first base, hit the ball hard. And um, I mean, shoot, just look back to when we were playing Florida State game two, and she hit that rocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like in the fourth or fifth that we needed big time to to get us going. So. 
um, yeah, she's another one that has come a long way and, and not like she was bad or anything. She was good and got even better. So uh, it's really cool, again, to see another player um, develop and, and do their thing. Learn me up a little bit here. Um, I see Jada has this ability. We've seen Taylor Snow do it. We've watched Riley Boone become really adept at it. And obviously I get a chance to work with Destiny Martinez quite a bit, JT, but take me through what the key is to being a, a really good slapper and how these these athletes have been able to, and I mean at least in the case of Riley Boone, holy smokes, at times it seems like she can just put it where she wants it. What's the key to that? Yeah, so – my thing with, with slapping is if you're going to slap, then you got to be on first base. So you got to either have really good uh, hand-eye coordination where you can put the ball wherever you want, or you got to have really, really good speed to where you can hit a ground ball to the shortstop and be on first base. So um, where I think you kind of see the hybrid between these guys is Nina has, or Talon, uh, Nina, uh, she has really, really good hand-eye coordination. So one of the things, she can stand in and hit, she can bunt, she can slap when she needs to. So if you're a defensive player, it, it is really hard to uh, figure out how to play that, right? So now you look at someone like Jada, who probably has more speed, um, a little bit more speed, can, has really good hand-eye coordination, and can bunt. So it's how do you, how do you play that, mm. right? Like you, if you play in, she's going to hit the ball hard by you. If you play back, she can drop a bunt or slap one. So it's, you know, being able to be versatile, and it's not really like you're giving away any secrets because at the end of the day you gotta you got to pitch to them and then they're going to do their thing. So, um, yeah, that I think that's what's been really cool is our lefties have gone all in with being a triple threat and just being able to do uh, anything they want at will. Now, on the, the other side of that, you're – you're lining balls to the gap. You're seeing hitters take advantage of opportunities and maybe no one more so than the aforementioned Jada Coleman, who I think she had a bunt hit, she had a home run, she had a line drive this weekend. It just – confidence is a term that keeps coming up when I see Jada. And, I re, I mean, I don't, I don't know how you feel, Jada. I really like her in the leadoff spot too. Yeah, and that was one of the things last year is uh, her idea of what a leadoff had to be was just bunt. Um, slap and you know really like leading off and just putting the ball in play and then I'll be on first base and there were some matchups last year where, where she did really well I think it was Oklahoma State against Everly specifically where it was like you are going to be a good leadoff here for, for these pitchers mm-hmm. um, so this year I think she's really understood that it's not there's no one way to do it if, if she's on first base then it's like that, that's that's awesome because now we have the people behind her that are doing their thing. But also too, I think you know when you talk about someone that's at the leadoff spot, they got to be able to drive in runs too. So when the eight nine seven eight nine are getting on base, um, and you have someone that can drive them in, that's also very important too. So um, that's what's great about Jada is she can get on base, but she can if she's not getting on base, she can. Well, if she's not, let's say, let's say if she's not driving in runs, she can still get on first base. So uh, that sets up the people behind her uh, very well. So um, yeah, she's she's really grown in her IQ uh, a ton. So that's been cool to see as uh, well. Uh, two more quick ones, and I'll let you get out of here. Number one, 
when when we see players debrief, right? Um, stopping at uh, home plate when a new pitcher comes in. I know we can't give away too many trade secrets, but what's what's mostly the information that's being shared? Just angle. I mean, what what's kind of that process like? What do you teach them to look for? Yes, angle. That's it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I think, and it, you know, you're not really giving any way trade secrets by telling someone what something looks like, you gotcha. know, and so that's very, that can be very subjective and it's, it could be, Hey, this looks like this. And it, and the person who's saying it could be completely like wrong, you know, everyone's different. So, um, that's one thing is we try and really dilute information into something that can, uh, be used by everyone instead of just one particular person like you know what works for me might not work for someone else but i know there is ways that we can explain stuff that can work for everyone so um that's that's kind of been the really uh interesting part is trying to find out how different people learn and how they can they can take in information but also be able to articulate what it is that they're that they're seeing as well Um, i'm obviously off to a hot start on the show today angles i meant like arm anyway final thought (laughs) and i'll let you get out of here they throw one angle it's I, I, I know, I know. I just, listen, I don't know if, if someone spiked my coffee this morning. I don't know what it is. I'm I'm aloof. So before that I let you awesome. go, let me know about UCF. What what have you seen so far from the pitchers? Obviously, you have a girl that went from 9-19 to 19 last year to she's really found a, a, a comfort zone this year. What have you seen from the Knights? Yeah, they're a very aggressive, uh, a very aggressive, fun-to-watch fun team. Uh, if you're a fan of softball and you watch them, they are just go, 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 go. Their pitchers do a really good job of keeping hitters off balance and uh, throwing to different quadrants and mixing speeds and and really kind of, you know, throwing to what their game plan is going to be and, and trying to, you know, get some of the, how they're going to try and get people out. So um, it's going to be a good, a really good matchup for us. Um, and what's really exciting, though, too, is we only have to – uh, prepare for one team. There's not going to be like you know, like Royal Rumble, somebody coming out of the Raptors or anything <laughs> that we're that we to face. So um, we can really focus on uh, like this set of pitchers or or uh, or sets or some different things that we're seeing. So that's what's that's what's nice. Whereas in regionals, it's okay, Prairie View, and then we got to be ready for Minnesota and right. because you don't win and. And doing stuff like that, so it's really. I think last week we were we looked at over two, four, five, six, seven. We we saw probably ten, twelve pitchers that we all tried to study up on. It wasn't like perfect by any means, but um, this week that that piece will be a little bit easier for us. Yeah, man. Have a great week, JT. Can't wait to see you out there on Friday. And um, best of luck, man. Enjoy it. Thanks, Plank. We'll see you. We'll see you, buddy. It's JT Gasso. Hitting coach for the University of Oklahoma. Now I feel like I'm good to go. I got my little dose angle. I was thinking swing angles. I, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. Both start off to a bad start. It's yeah. Wednesday. It's okay. We're good now. Hey, I will say, speaking of softball, we mentioned Aaron Miller is going to join us. I uh, sat down with Aaron for the Sooner Sports Podcast. I'm going to share it with you guys coming up here in just a bit before she heads off to Stark Vegas. Probably do that about 1030 this morning. And... Coming up at the bottom of this hour, so we got to be on time in this next segment. I, in my passion for college softball, 
we have to step back every now and then and realize we've got great college softball all over this state and not just Oklahoma State and moving on to the Super Regional or Tulsa and what they're trying to build and you know seeing a Tulsa transfer who's kind of dominating the college softball scene right now. But Roger State is moving on to the Women's College World Series in D2, and we're going to have their head coach on with us coming up at the bottom of this hour. Uh, Andrea Vaughn is going to be on with her seven seasons, Claremore product, as they get set to start World Series play tomorrow night. Meanwhile, <laughs> I, we got a lot to get to from last night in the sports world. We really do. And I think in in everything that we do today, we realize the heavy nature of what's going on in the world around us today and the incredible tragedy that took place in Texas yesterday. Our hearts are heavy. They hurt. And we'll continue to keep those families in our thoughts today. It's just a terrible story. So no real easy way to segue except to say, you know, we are we are here to hopefully always provide some positivity, but there's really no way to find positivity in that. We do have a baseball game that's going on. We got Oklahoma State starting up the Big 12 tournament. We'll keep you up to date on that and much more. It's a busy Wednesday edition. Quick segment next. Hit some early air comfort solutions text uh, 405-651-3439. If you want to get in on the Law Offices of Rod Polson, Oklahoma Tax Resolution Line. It's easy. 405-329-9000. Just give us a call. We'll get you in here. Hour 1 is always brought to you by Van Hoos Fence, vhfence.com. Call Mark and Tessa today at 735-1167. That's 405-735-1167. Going to be quick here because Coach Andrea Vaughn's going to join us. She's not on hold yet, is she? Connor? Coach isn't on hold yet, is she? Not yet. Oh, okay, yet. okay. She's going to call us, so I don't want to be... Uh, I don't want to be late. But I will say two things real quick. Number one, they're scoreless in the bottom of the second inning of the Big 12 baseball tournament between Oklahoma State and Texas. Big game there. And then coming up tonight, gosh, first pitch at 730. T-Row's got to get that nap. T-Row better get that nap as Oklahoma battles West Virginia. In the first game of the Big 12 tournament. Still feels weird. I mean, I guess maybe with the COVID year. Still feels weird not to have this in Oklahoma City. I mean, I understand why you make the move. But it just it seems odd not to have it in Oklahoma City, does it not? Yeah, especially since we've had it for so long. Too, I, I, I talked to Toby on the podcast. And it literally was a moment where I was like, wait, is this the first year it hasn't been in Oklahoma City? And it shocks you. So... And we do have coach. Oh, do, oh let's do coach. it. Let's do it. Let's go. Um, we just wrapped up with JT Gasso. Let's celebrate a team that is on its way or there already in the Women's College World Series. Andrea Vaughn is the head coach of the Rogers State Hillcats, and she joins us right now uh, getting set for the World Series in Denver. Where, Coach, wasn't it snowing there last week? Is everything good weather-wise for you guys? Yeah, it was actually snowing last week, uh, so that was a bit of a concern, and it was a little chilly yesterday while we were practicing, um, but it's supposed to warm up today, and we're looking forward to some good weather. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank be, you. This has got to be an awesome feeling. Um, and I don't – well, I'm not going to say I don't think people realize, but I hope people are embracing more and more just how deep the the talent is in this state and the success is. Take me through kind of your – 
your process in building this program and getting to this point? I know you're in your seventh season, but was this a year, a class, and when they came and you kind of circled and said, okay, we got a chance here? Uh, definitely. Um, you know, it's definitely been a journey uh, since I took over the program and uh, just having a vision for the program, knowing that it was going to um, take some hard work and, you know, getting some, uh, some of the best recruits in Oklahoma for this level uh, into the program. I knew that's what was going to have to happen. And, um, you know, just just building year after year. Of course, we've had Andrea Morales in the circle that has definitely been pivotal um, in the foundation of our success. And uh, you can't do it without great pitching. Uh, so she has certainly, um, like I said, been pivotal in just where we're at today. Uh, but a lot of these seniors, uh, they were part of our very first class uh, in 2018 when wow. – when we won uh, the conference tournament um, just after my second year taking over the program. And so they've been on this journey. They've been on this ride. I mean, Andrea is one of those that, that is a fifth year. Um, and just to see where we're at today, um, talking about this when they came in as freshmen and, and to see it coming to fruition is, is pretty surreal. Yeah, the number is just jaw-dropping on Andrea Morales, 1.01 ERA. She's 30-3 and on the season. She was the most outstanding <laughs> player in the uh, MIAA tournament and back-to-back pitcher of the year. You know, sometimes in this sport, whenever teams see a pitcher more, more times, they can have a little bit more success. What's it been like, the challenge for her to continue to adjust and for your staff to continue to mix things up for her so that people don't get a beat on her? Sure. Um, I've been asked that question so much because I think people <laughs> they're tired people of seeing understand, <laughs> Well, they understand um, just how hard it is when you know you you face teams day in and day out, uh, year after year, um, and for to ha- for her to have the kind of success that she's had over her five years is really um, you know something to be to be talked about um, because. It, it speaks to just her work ethic and her desire to continue to get better um, and to continue to perfect her craft. And you know that's what we've really focused on this year. You know how can we be, how can how can we be better than last year? What can we do to to make you one step better than last year? And just her precision, her perfecting her curveball and. Her command of the zone uh, has just been really phenomenal to watch. And, uh, you know, she's been determined in the circle, and here she is uh, having her best year yet, her fifth year. You're a, you're a Claremore product, and, yeah. and I'm a 918-er. So whenever you look across this state, Andrea, and you think back to, you know, obviously the amount of success that we've seen at the Division One level with what OU and OSU has done – Whenever we see it in in all other classifications of college softball, what does that say about the talent that's out there in this state? Uh oh, did we lose coach? I think I lost you. There, oh, there you okay, go. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. There you go. Sorry about that. I was just saying, what does it say about the talent that's here in this state from uh, from an Oklahoma perspective? Well, I think it says so much about uh, this state being the hotbed. Um, of softball in the nation and and you know there's so much hype around division one and division one is amazing and, and it has um you know it's it's draws but 
there's so many draws to Division Two and, and uh, NAIA. I mean, you've got Oklahoma City right there, uh, USAO right there, um, junior college. And it's just all about these athletes finding the right fit. Um, I know in our program we have several athletes that had the option to go Division One, and they chose Division Two. I mean, Andrea Morales is one of those. She wants to be a doctor, and uh, she's going to be applying for med school after this. And and uh, that's possible at our level. And so I think it's just about these athletes that that really could go play Division One um, anywhere in the nation. Uh, they, you know, they choose what level is is right for them. And and a lot of them want to stay in Oklahoma. Um, we've got so many great schools here in this great state. Um, those are just to name a few, but, uh, right now you've got Seminole state in the world series. You've got Murray state, um, you know, getting ready to punch their ticket, USAO, Oklahoma city, us. Uh, so it's really, you know, UCO, um, they're always, <laughs> you know, uh, right there in the mix. So it's, it's pretty phenomenal, you know, to watch just what is happening in our state. And I know a lot of people are talking about it and it's, it's exciting. Hey, what drew you? I mean, you, what drew you to the Hill? What drew you to Roger state? Because you had an incredible run at Ula guy. You probably could, uh, uh, coach there and, and taught there as long as you wanted to, but what, what drew you back to Claremore? What drew you to Roger state? Oh, do I keep losing coach somehow? All right. I can't, I'm so sorry. I don't know what is happening. Well, I just I had asked what, what drew you back to Roger State. I'll be, you know, this might be a me problem. I'm off to a great start on the show. Um, I just asked <laughs> JT Gassel if players talk about angles for some reason. But what brought you to Roger State? What for you brought you uh, back home? Well, you know, it's a great university. Um, you know, I always tell recruits it's kind of a, a well kept secret, right, in this part of of the state and. Um, you know, I love the, the community of Claremore. Um, I feel like I felt like Roger State was a growing um, university, had a lot to offer. And you look at the program, and we've got great facilities, um, great administration, a great president. And you know, I was like, this is where I need to be. I can win here. And you know, they've given me everything that I've needed to be successful. Um, and it's just, it's a great place and it's a beautiful campus and it's a, it's, uh, you can get a great education and, um, there's a lot of draws. There's a lot of draws to RSU. All right. A couple more and we'll let uh, coach get out of here because they're getting set for the world series in Denver. Andrea Vaughn is our guest, Roger state in the world series. Now coach, let's talk about this kind of setup because you are in Denver, uh, you're getting set for game one tomorrow. You've got a team that you haven't played yet this year. Kind of take me through the preparation, the process, and kind of what's all gone into making this a reality from preparation to uh, obviously where you guys are staying. Is everything pretty tight and everyone pretty close together? Yeah, well, all eight teams are in the same hotel. Wow. So, uh, that's, been, that's been a little bit interesting. But, um, you know, it's really exciting. And, you know, leading up to this point, I mean, I've tried to just allow my team to soak it in, uh, enjoy, you know, the excitement of all of it. You know, we were we got to charter a plane, uh, just That's the team cool. and our staff and admin. So I've never experienced that before. That was uh, felt very first class. Uh, so just trying to allow them to soak it in and, and, and enjoy it. But like I told them yesterday, uh, we practiced a little bit yesterday. I said, you know, I, I want to enjoy all of this. I said, but we need to remember we're here for one thing and we've got to start, you know, coming down and getting refocused 
and, you know, the task at hand and, you know, how are we going to beat Southern Indiana? So uh, that's what we're focused on. Uh, We stayed up late, my staff and I watching film and, you know, just trying to prepare a game plan. Uh, On the flip side, you don't want to give them too much because sometimes too much info uh, can can make them think too much. So trying to, to find that fine line, but just encouraging that it can be anyone and just to, we're just going to go out and we're going to we're going to play how we play and we're going to believe and we're going to go try and bring this thing home um i yeah, i'd heard you guys were all in the same hotel so i was curious how that was working out and then I, <laughs> for you i now you and i graduated around the same time i find that i'm uh-huh. when i see people that have worked through so much right i I get almost emotional, right? And maybe it's because I've got two girls and I just had a son that graduated from high school, whatever it might be. You are doing something that's never been done in the history of Roger State University. And I know from an athletics perspective, it's a small history. How do you not allow yourself to get kind of caught up in that moment? Because, uh, Coach Juan, this is special what you guys are doing. Is it tough sometimes to compartmentalize? compartmentalize or is that just a competitor that you are that you can separate it from hey history to we got a job to do well honestly um i mean i was pretty emotional after the supers i mean i was emotional after the regionals i mean um you know just to see our vision coming to reality um and just you know immediately go to all the hard work and the day in and day out trying to keep your team focused on the vision. And that's what I, you know, immediately go to. And of course, you know, just a flood of emotions, like I can't believe this just happened. And that's kind of been our motto with, with the team as well. Just let's keep, let's keep making history. Let's, let's continue, you know, to, to finish a good work. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, (laughs) It's uh, it's hard to keep those emotions in check sometimes, um, to stay grounded. Uh, you know, one of our mottos is don't let your highs get too high, don't let your lows get too low. But um, we certainly experienced those highs after we won, and I wanted to soak in every second <laughs> of what had happened. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's now that we're here, it's, it's time to kind of get our feet back on the ground and and get refocused, and like I said, we you know we we want to bring this home. It's awesome. I count like nineteen players on your roster from Oklahoma, Coach Vaughn. That is just awesome. <laughs> I I know you're incredibly busy, but I really appreciate you taking time. Best of luck tomorrow, and uh, we'll have to do this again soon. I'll make sure my phone doesn't suck next time, and and we'll okay. rock and roll. I appreciate it. Good luck. Hey, thank- Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. All right, we'll see you. That is Andrea Vaughn, the head coach at Rogers State University. Yeah, that's weird. I've never had that happen before. I think what happens sometimes, this is just my experience as a guest from calling in on like the crossover, is sometimes whenever someone says something right after you get done speaking, you don't always hear it. That was that's what seemed like the issue yeah. right there. I couldn't tell really what was. And going I was on. trying to be like good radio host and not ask really long questions, but um, we adapted. What did we learn? What did we learn on this show so far today? It's about adapting and adjusting. And we had two great coaches to help get me where I need to adapt and adjust. Overcome the issues from JT doing. to Coach Vaughn. We're good to go. All right, quick break. It's uh, whoa, whoa. It's nine thirty nine. We are way off. Well, I didn't want her to wait. I didn't want because I know she's got a busy media schedule, and 
I, I don't like to make coaches wait because then the next time they see me, they, they make me run. That's right. And I'm running gassers, and it's not good. Uh, thank you, Sarah Braun. By the way, big shout-out as well to Josh Haley, They're, uh, the Rogers State play-by-play guy. He's a stud. Um, Josh, send me a link, and I'll shoot out where people can listen to you because I think it's going to be fun to follow that. It gets underway. Hold on, make sure I got my start times right. Of all the things that I've absolutely positively screwed up so far today, at least I can get the uh, start time right. All right, first pitch tomorrow for the Rogers State softball squad will be at hold on I thought I had it right here in front of me there it is 2 30 p.m in Denver Colorado against Southern Indiana Plank Show takes a break rolls on Lane Kiffin can only be muted for so long we'll tell you why next man I I'm impressed with the uh, reaction to that off the Air Comfort Solutions text line, USAO Chickasha playing in the NAIA Softball National Championship. Head coach Jaden Wallace. We'll get her on. Let's do it. I'm not I'm not against it. Ask coach what the farthest ball Lexi has ever hit. Go Hillcats. So here was my problem though. You gotta be a little bit more specific. I'm not gonna sit here. I don't I haven't had a chance to watch him like I should. And the only Lexi I could find on their roster was Alexi Lane, and I couldn't see any stats for her. So it's not even like, hey, what's the farthest ball Lexi's ever hit? And coach goes, yeah, she broke her leg. She hasn't. Been- I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe give us the last name. Maybe help, help me out a little bit. I mean, this isn't. I mean, I, and it's awesome because I'm very grateful for Sarah Braun and coach for coming on with us. But I mean, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like. I'm not going to pretend like most of you do on Twitter or other people on other stations do, like I've been all in all season long. I'm a noob when it comes to this, but I'm very grateful for it. So keep coming. Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651-3439. Okay, here's, here's the choice you have, Connor. And that I've got squeaky chair syndrome in here today. I want to make that very clear. You have two options. We have a couple minutes left in this segment because we went – ridiculously long would you would you rather hit quickly on the Lane Kiffin stuff and then go in depth or do you want to laugh at the fact that a leaky roof delayed a game last night for a little bit your choice you want some Lane Kiffin yeah let's do some Lane Kiffin though I will say I don't I don't pretend to be like a know-it-all when it comes to this kind of stuff but when there is a delay, that is a sideline reporter's time to shine. I mean, you are – if you're uh, – Lef- what's her name? Allison LaForce or Lexi Force or if you're Lisa Salters or if you're whomever, that is a moment where you find out what's going on, what kind of uh, sealant is up there, what are they doing, what's the process, what's the plan. And I got nothing. Last night, I got Charles Barkley laughing about dudes that are walking. I ain't going up there. I'm like, me neither. That's funny. But what the hell is going on? Man, I was seeing those two guys up there. and Man, never in the world could you pay me to no. be up there for now, that. And they were tethered, but they were like tethered to another line. Like, is this common? Is it the kind of roof that they use? They, I know that they had a bu- I got nothing on this last night except for a bunch of people laughing and, and a gif of Mark Cuban being mad. But it was a funny moment last night, I won't lie. 
We had that, and then we had Draymond's free throw get stuck on the rim. You had, I don't know if you saw Luca's trick shots. Like, he had two trick shots that weren't really showed. You couldn't really tell yeah. on TV. Yeah. But. Literally, the fourth quarter became like an and one mixtape uh, in a lot of ways because they sat down everyone. But, yeah, I don't – I'm just in awe right now of, of what what Dallas was able to do last night. It was impressive. All right, Lane Kiffin. So, I don't know if – this interview with Lane Kiffin took place before the kind of hush mandate that was pushed down by the SEC. But Lane Kiffin is, I mean, all in right now on not being afraid to share his opinions. And I won't lie, I I kind of dig it. I kind of dig it. So in an article with Ross Dellinger, let's cliff note it, and then we'll go in-depth when we come back. Lane Kiffin does not feel like NIL is broke and does not feel like the NIL model is unsustainable. Quote, people say no way donors are going to come up with money to pay players. Wait, the same donors that pay $30 million to one coach when they fire him? They're not going to raise $20 million a year for players? Yes, they are. Kiffin added, if you're resistant to NIL, it would be like still huddling and in an I formation. People try to avoid the spread. We're not going to do that crap. Almost all of those people are out of jobs. Say this thing is going away like they did about offense and then get fired. Kiffin added, Most recruits are choosing schools based on NIL money and, quote, how can you blame them when a lot of them never make the NFL? Go and build these great weight rooms, but you ain't going to have any good players in them if you don't have NIL money. He's letting his words hear him. I mean, he's he's constantly active on Twitter, and he's he's all over the place, and he's full on on the NIL. Um, And one other thing he added. How are we not a professional sport? Let's get into that next. Boy, that hush doctrine, mandate, whatever, it didn't last too terribly long because Lane Kiffin is out firing salvos. We'll get into it next on the Plank Show. All right, a quick segment here. Update Texas, Oklahoma State scoreless. Game's moving well. Top of the fourth inning. I mean, I don't. You seen? think you've seen too many scoring threats in this game so far, the Big 12 Baseball Tournament at Globe Life Field. In the meantime, with uh, Connor, I'm Plank. Welcome to the Plank Show. Josh on vacation. I actually heard from Josh last night. I was kind of impressed. I had to ask him a question. I wasn't Uh-oh. trying to bug him. I said, hey, How Josh, I know you're on vacation, but i got to ask you something. Good man, good man. The good thing is you knew that you couldn't come to me for it because it would be like, yeah, I don't know, ask Josh. I have a little bit of control over this show. Not too terribly much. Man, what a fun start to the show today. JT Gasso, Sooner hitting coach. Andrea Vaughn, Roger State University head coach as they get set for the D2 Women's College World Series. Um, We really got off the clock with Coach Vaughn, so sorry, not sorry. But let's catch up and let's kick off the 10 o'clock hour and play a little uh, Pepper here with the Lane Kiffin stuff. We'll go through the highlights, kind of what you think, and um, 
really go in depth on what whether or not Lane Kiffin is onto something or if he's just stirring the pot. I mean, I there's a part of me that disagrees with facilities. I think facilities matter, but that's also part of development. And if you have great facilities but you haven't developed anyone, then you're not going to get any players. But are we getting to a point where are we getting to a point where Lane Kiffin has a point? Now, I don't agree with the Josh Pates of the world that are like, get into a revenue-sharing deal. I think that's down the road. I, I think there's an easier solution in the short term. And it's maybe it's powering up the NCA. Maybe it's empowering the conferences who should be in charge of this anyway. Well, and Lane's saying NIL should be sustainable, and I think he's on favor about having a cap space where, I mean, you can argue about that if players should have a – cap space on the amount of money they can make the, again the problem with that is you're going to end up in court man you're going to end up in court because you're trying to that'd be like putting a cap on how much money lebron james can make from nike or that'd be like putting a cap i mean you're talking about personal endorsement deals you can't cap that you're going to end up in court and you're going to lose every single time so when you hear somebody say salary cap salary cap salary cap it's not reality unless you're going to bring everyone under the university's umbrella unless you're going to make them employees. Then that's a different situation altogether. But as it stands right now, it ain't happening. Unless you want to get sued a lot. <laughs> All right, quick break. Plank Show rolls on. Let's go in-depth on this from Lane. Some of your early texts as well. 651-3439. Hour one's been brought to you by Van Hoos Fence, 405-735-1167.